Again, I made I made it. I made it out of that Fourth of July situation. How did you make it out? Um, I cannot believe you made it out. These earthquakes. I know, I know. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into it. We're going to get all into that. But bef- I mean, I feel like LA got shooketh by a lot <laughs> that week. Do not get me started. <laughs> but yes, we will be diving into a lot of that today. But before we do, as we do do on the Hoops Talk, we want to welcome everybody that's listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm hoping that you're enjoying more of the Instagram game that I'm providing. Um, we're doing some point. fun stuff. It's, wow. Oh, Excuse so, me. Who are you? Creative director? I mean. Extraordinaire? I host mean, with the most? I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> But um, as we do, we want to do a little housekeeping and some updates. So if you like what you hear and you think your friends and family would like it, feel free to share it. We are on, of course, the Good News Radio app live as well as archived. And we're also on um, the other places where we put our podcasts out. So I think it's right now Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify, yeah. yep. Um, and as always, make sure you're following us at the Hoops Talk on Instagram and on Twitter and leave questions and comments. We do give shout outs and we talk to um, everybody. We're always DMing and we always try to thank people when they are following us. And, and so it's it's been a very awesome uh, time to connect with um, other podcasters, other show people and friends and family on social. So Thank you, and let's keep that going. Anything you else you want to provide in the house cleaning or updates, Karen? Um, no. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we can move right along. Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay, so um, we're gonna we've been trying to switch up the format a little bit. So bear with us because now that we're able to bring in guests, we're kind of trying to figure out you know, where to put what. We don't have a guest today, but um, we, we are trying to book for future guests. And hey, if you are interested in being a guest, either live in the studio yes. or calling, please DM us. I know that's how we've been finding a lot of people interested in wanting to um, potentially come on the show and maybe do a segment or an entire show. So with that said, um, I think we want to move to our let's get social portion of our show tonight. And I want to start with shout outs. Yeah, I'm excited about your, the shout out. Thank you. I am too. So I want to shout out to Astro Ballers on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, girl. I love them. They, so they look at basketball through astrology and through different signs. And I mean, it's so amazing to read it. It, That's our passion, the two big ones. It's right. like the marriage of the century. I love it. And it's also something that, you know, it's a different way of looking at the players and the plays yes. and the teams and the makeup. And I know that there was a lot of um, moving and shaking this past weekend. So I, you know, I, I saw a lot of their videos and I just think it's really interesting. And so I've actually used some of their data points for later on in the show, which is awesome. So I want to shout out to them. 
And I also want to give a shout out to Iggy's Loud Mouth Podcast. That's also on Instagram. Um, this is a uh, also another podcaster. He sent a he put out a story about you know really liking our show and really really appreciate it. So thank you so much. And um, all I it was one of those days too where I just I, I don't feel I didn't feel motivated at all this morning. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it took a. <laughs> It just took a lot for me to get like in this mode, I guess. And so my cat jumped on me and woke me up around, you know, six in the morning and I got up and I see this, you know, story. Someone had tagged us in saying that their favorite show is Iggy's um, Loudmouth podcast. And I was just like, wow, you know, this is exactly what I needed today to get get me in my hustle mode. And then Astro Ballers also tagged it. So, you know, it was just like, yeah. the universe just gave me a lot of the motivation yeah. I needed because it knew I was depleted. So it was like, bitch, wake up. Look, people like I know. you. I know. I know. <laughs> it's tough though. It's tough to always be on point. You know, it's, it's tough to always yeah. be inspirational. You know, it's tough to want to always have to put the work in. I know, you know, Keith, the station manager, I listened to his show in the mornings at 8.30 on Mondays, and he talked about, you know, having to be a boss, and being a boss isn't always what people think it is. It's actually like having to buy the toilet paper and cleaning up and doing a lot of things that yeah. aren't necessarily the fabulous life that you see. So I kind of felt like I was cleaning the toilets and buying the toilet paper <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. So. Well, I just you know, I also think we don't always have to be on um, because too. That's where the authenticness comes from, right? Like when mm. we may be down, when you may still be shooketh from earthquakes and yeah. Hawaii's decision, or just being tired because we're doing the hustle. I think that's all. Like that's all good pod material. And like, hey, if you don't, you know, if you're in the slump. That's cool. Let's talk about the slump. Well, I Why feel I got so out. much work to be doing so much, you know? Oh, and you know, the other thing too, it's like I was talking to someone earlier today and I'm like, yeah, I'm writing our show notes and whatever. And I'm like, how much more do we need to talk about early about Kauai? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how much more, how do we need, you know, it's like, we're starting to get into like, you know, just oh. insanity about how much we talk about oversaturation yeah just so much yeah yeah so but we could always throw our quick bank on it and our quick angle and then call it a day and then maybe focus on other things in sports that are important and dear to us yeah, right yeah. and I think we're going to cover that today yeah I think we are I think we, I found a good cadence like once I kind of did a mind in motion did a little walk you know lunch al fresco Ooh. but so we'll see but it was really nice to get this you know, these stories from Astro Ballers and Iggy's Loudmouth podcast, it kind of just was like, it, I don't know, it, you know, sometimes, like I said, the universe is like, hey, she needs, everybody needs a little something, you know, so let's, yeah. let's send it, send it that way. Um, also, in uh, talking about social, let's talk about this earthquake, man. Ooh. you know it's funny because i'm a native californian you're a native californian we like i don't get out of bed for you know a three or a four anymore since i was in like the big quake and you're just like okay you have to know like when it's going to be a big one and we felt this like i felt it and it was made me seasick 
I was like, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. You texted me right away. Oh, because literally, like, I was on Twitter. It was, mm. like, red hot the first time, the third time, which technically wasn't a third time. It mm. was its own separate quake. And I was just, like, just hearing the news, knowing that, I think, too, it's not a known fault line right. um, for all, like, anyone listening that's not from California. Like, I'm on the north, so... I didn't feel shit, but I heard people did in my area like that. And it wasn't necessarily like a quake. It was the energy from right. those quakes that moved up the coast yeah. to us. Yeah, that's right. And, because it was know, pretty far out. So this quake also, so it was located in Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest, California, but it, it touched LA. So LA felt it and Las Vegas felt it. And it actually stopped the summer league games and the WNBA game that was happening there because the whole stadium, you could see it shake, which was really, I mean, all of it, the whole hype of, for summer league has been around, was around yes. the Friday game with um, the Pelicans and the Knicks playing. Right. And it was going to be Zion's yeah. first game against and RJ. RJ. And so it was a big deal. And, and the, Doris Burke and I believe I can't remember the other the name of the other uh, sports announcer, but they're just like, oh, I think there's a quake. And so <laughs> you see like everybody kind of just stop motion and the people running up the stadium, you know, get the fuck out. So and nuts. the giant speakers and screens and the scoreboard yes. hanging are just swaying and just like, holy shit. And we felt it, too. So. This was some major, I mean, it did some major damage as far as, like, what things were happening and then what actually, like, stopped. Like, the the thing, too, was that um, what sucked was the WNBA, the Aces were playing in Las Vegas, and I forget oh, who they were playing, but... Mystics? The Mystics. And there was no coverage about their game being paused. I mean, we're going to roll... It's, this all rolls into what our one of our main topics right. for today, but... You know, they kept saying, like, hey, we had a game, too. Just, hey, hi, like, you know. Hi. Just in season, in we're, season basketball right now. Yeah, we're safe. We're okay. <laughs> Anybody cares? We're over here, like, the Vegas team for the WNBA yeah. in season who also has to have their game, their match canceled and has still not to be yep. rescheduled. And, hi, we're here. So, just so you know. And, I mean, it just, I mean... And All right. The, the coverage up here was in the news for the earthquake was the same fucking B-roll of the speakers for su- uh, at the stadium with Summer League. And I was like, can we can we just show anything else? Like someone go on social and pull someone's <laughs> pool or, you know, like get somebody else. Like this is enough. How many times do we have to see the same footage of like the shaking fucking speakers? I know. <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, okay, I. That kind of shit, it just all the time. The poor WNBA, like, it gets no respect. I don't know why. I, I, nope. But, yeah, they also had a game. And I don't, I believe it's still not to be rescheduled. It has not been rescheduled Sheesh. yet. And it's with the Aces, which is the Las Vegas home team. So it's not like it was, I don't know. And they're in season, whatever. I mean, the rant can go on forever. But, yes, I feel really bad for the Ridgecrest population. I hope there are you know, recovering well and everything's going well there because, you know, being close to the epicenter, I think there were seven, seven miles from the epicenter. 
um, it does a lot of damage, a lot of fire. So we yeah. wish you the best. Um, and hopefully like this is, you know, past, like we'll be, we'll be good for, for a minute on earthquakes. Well, I have a qu- I have a question. I was hearing on the U, you know, USG, whatever the scientists, they were saying there was a one in 10 chance for a bigger one this week. I don't know. I mean, possibly, I know that they had sensors that were supposed to give us warning that there was going to be an earthquake, which they didn't work. And there's this whole thing where like <laughs> literally if Los Angeles got a major quake, it would be the end of civilization because really what happens is the infrastructure is what gets the most damage. So plumbing foundation, the gas lines. I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, ugh. all I know is that I was in the big quake in what was it? 89. The, the one yeah, on the same. fault. And during was, the Battle of the Bay, 1989, it was scary. and giant. We had a lot of fire. We had no water. We had no electricity. I mean, they tried to tell us it was camping, but you're just on edge the whole time. <laughs> I know. I had an Someone uncle. Dude, we were camping and I'm like, hi, no, this isn't camping. This is an emergency disaster. And I had an uncle that slept under a, a table. So Wait, I was seven. Yeah. So you were how old? And they were trying to tell you it was like camping? sophomore? Yeah. Oh, my God. Please. I know. I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so I – it's scary. It's scary. And, you know, hopefully we just bought, like, a ton of water and we had our okay, good. stuff. And my sister was visiting because we did go to see the Sparks play in uh, Staples. Yeah. I took my nephew. It was his first uh, time at – the Staples Center, his first time for a major um, basketball game. He loved it. Nice. We bought him some Sparks t-shirt. His favorite is Chelsea Gray. Um, He was just living his best life. I love it. He's like a real fan. He loves it. So, you know, it was really great to share that with him and get him, you know, to become an advocate and love the WNBA. Just basketball, you know, just really loving basketball. basketball. That's it. They won, which was great. Um, and, yeah, he loved it, just the whole experience. And I loved sharing it with him. It was like passing something down, you know. Like, I know he's a huge basketball fan. He bought the Kyrie Fives, like, before we went. It was an early Christmas – I'm sorry, an early uh, birthday gift. He's going to be 13 in August 1st. So, oh, my oh, God. No. I know. Time flies. So he got his shoes, and I had my Martine Aww. Rose on because it was sneakerhead day there, what have you. So, yes. yeah, it was a really great experience. Aww. Yeah, it was really fun. He had a good time. And, you know, we the earthquakes come coming and going. We kind of just rolled with it and we're all kind of used yeah. to this. And so it was great um, to, you know, even in the midst of these tremors that we were able to like do go to the Sparks game still and nothing happened there and everyone was safe. So that was a lot of fun. That was a really good time. And I okay. hope to take him to more, you know. Um. So, yeah, so that was the, that happened. Let's see, what else do we have for in our social world? So, oh, also the news of Kawhi signing to the Clippers happened during what? The fifth, on the fifth? So, on the Saturday? Fifth, fourth? No, it was on the fourth. It was the fifth. Like 11 p.m. It was a Friday. And it was, you could see all the chatter. You saw like everybody looking at their, everybody on Instagram, like, their story. I texted you right away. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, it was like it was really late. Why was I up so it was late?" Midnight. 
I oh I, know, I was I'm gonna try it. I know Stephen and I got it in our heads to watch the Star Wars movie. I don't know why it was on Netflix and we were like, hey, let's watch this. And I got your text and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, this is what's happening. And then we, of course, it turned into we had to stop our movie. We had to watch ESPN. Yes. We're like, everybody's like, yeah. you know, everybody looks yeah. like they're in their pajamas. <laughs> everybody's like disheveled. Like, OK, we got to break this news, you know. And then I think the big, bigger quake was that, you know, with Paul George coming along and you're just like, holy shit, oh, like yeah. we didn't see that coming that sneak move uh, you oh know, my god and what a sneaky it was situation it was really crazy like the whole like and then t- for it to be so late in the evening that you're just like how i don't even know how to process this information like what am i supposed to right, do right. and then yeah. people are like oh are you gonna have an emergency podcast i'm like no no i'm not no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no no if he made us wait then I can make y'all wait for my hot takes because I'm, you know, yes, on vacation. Agreed. So, but, but yeah. What was, I couldn't decipher your response. I got double lemons. Tell me more. Well, I just felt like it was akin to Beyonce dropping her lemonade album. You know, like nobody kind of knew. Drop. Yeah, like no one kind of knew. She made a whole fucking album and videos, okay, Yes. For, and no one knew. So Beyonce is out in the world. She is out in the world living her life. She's fucking Beyonce making videos in New Orleans and all this stuff. And not a single person knows that this is happening until she decides to drop it. And you're shooketh, right? You're just like, how, you brilliant beast, did you manage to do your mind? Your mind, right? So... When I sent you the lemons, I was like, that's like, this is his lemonade right now. He literally was. Yeah, true. Not only did he get Paul George, okay, to come to the Clippers with him, but he was also meeting with Paul George when he was telling the Lakers to meet and wait. Like he was doing all this situation, right, in front of everybody, but not in front of anybody. And he had yes. nothing leaked. You know, he's all, everyone's like, oh, he's testing the camps to see if he can trust them. And I'm like, no, he's playing the camps. He's not testing yeah. y'all. He's playing you all because he's having meetings across the street at the IHOP while you're all waiting at the <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I thought, I thought with Kauai Watch, people were monitoring the air and planes. What happened? I Who know. Did, why can't we stick a tracker on this fool? <laughs> you know, like Jurassic Park. Stick it on his ankle. Get you know, get to know what's happening here. Yeah, he just you know, and then that happened, and you're like, fuck! Like he just pulled a Beyonce. It's like his lemonade. I love it. You know, that's why I sent I you it. that. I, and it wasn't because right. I was sour. I the two lemons. I was more like, okay, you know, as I had said prior in our last episode, I was more concerned about what was going to happen if the Lakers didn't get Kawhi. Yes, right. Like, how quickly will they, like, snatch whoever right. they can snatch up and, and whatever and build the bench? Yeah, I, I feel you. Oh, and, I mean, there's the other big news. What? With LeBron being PG. Oh yeah, that mm, I don't. I'm trying to. I'm still trying to like, figure out because I mean he he does make plays. I mean he. 
I don't know. It's they're trying something, you know. I just <laughs> they're changing. The, they're trying to change the game. Yeah, right? you're having a big man like LeBron be PG like that. <sighs> I don't unheard of. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to be positive about everything that's going on with what I felt. Like, I kind of just felt it didn't make sense to me to for Kawhi to go to the Lakers. And, I mean, yes, would I have liked it? For sure. But it just didn't make sense to me. Um, and also, I think, you know, he basically leveled all super teams in one like snap yeah. like Thanos he literally was just like boom I'm just you know no more super teams everybody's leveled oh my god so Thanos I love he this. is t- so he's 100% Thanos so bitch played he was Beyonce in one hand and Thanos in the other and now we have oh, what we shit. have and I'm just like okay are you guys ready are we ready are we really ready because when I see what's left over I mean there's still there's still a lot of people that potentially you know who who knows where Russell Westbrook's gonna go because people are talking to him right Miami Mallow still doesn't have a team I think Sean Livingston just (laughs) went um free agency or he they're not gonna resign him Andrea Godala I haven't heard anything about him you know I thought I heard about Iggy but I'm tripping I haven't heard anything but so, yeah, so that, my response, you know, that's what it was, and I'm just, that news was crazy to process at that time. Clipper Daryl was all over his, you know, Instagram shouting at Snoop. He even yelled at LeBron from across the stadium at the Summer League about, we're coming to get you, and, you know, Clippers are having a moment um, with this. It's a big win. It's a huge, huge yeah. win. So for them, for sure, we're going to have a battle for Hollywood, as I've as I've mentioned. Um, How do you feel about getting potentially old warriors into the Lakers, <sighs> Iggy or Sean? I, I mean, I'd be fucking happy. I mean, those guys, they've won championships. They've been there. They give some depth, I guess. You know, I just yep. I get nervous because. You know, we have a lot of load management already that's going to happen. And, you know, I think people forget how good Anthony Davis is, um, even though he is a little bit more injury prone. But I think um, I think that they I'm I'm po- I'm much more positive for this team than I was the team before with all the youngins. Yes. OK, good. Then yeah. you're in a good place, girl. Yeah. New season, new you. Right. <laughs> New me. So let's see. So what else? Do we have anything else? I wanted to do a quick um, reading roundup of some of the um, stories that are out there. And then I want you to talk a little about Mercury and Retrograde. And and we need tips from you. So. Okay, got it. So I've been doing a lot of reading, especially for The Athletic, from The Athletic, because I'm a subscriber of The Athletic. And if they want to sponsor our show, I'd love for them to DM us. But in Reading Roundup, I posted a WNBA-style piece by Rose Minutaligio. I probably butchered her name. I'm sorry. It came out in almagazine.com. 
And it talks about giving credit to the WNBA players that are also style mavens. Um, another good piece I just read was about Liz Cambridge in the New York Times. She is the center for the Las Vegas um, Aces. And it talks about how she's much bigger than Las Vegas and how she wants to evolve her and her brand. As she's, you know, she is super dynamic. Um, and I think she's has a huge future in whatever she wants to do. I mean, you could say that about a lot of athletes, but I don't know. There's something about her, in my opinion, that I'm just like, whoa, she's going to do something ginormous, like Serena Williams styles. Um, And then also a very, very interesting piece on Dwight Howard. Um, Actually, he was interviewed by Shams Sharania for The Athletic, and it talks about how he's changed like his ego has died and he's now about like t- the team and the team wins. Very interesting because he's also going to be available to pick up and, you know, teams are like kind of going, mm, perhaps what not. What is this, a PR fluff, fluffer <laughs> piece? What is well, he has like new people too that are supposedly like trying to like change his around. Hey, look, if A-Rod can now be like, the best thing since sliced bread for baseball when this guy was like taking steroids and a huge fuck up and now he's like everybody's daddy on baseball (laughs) why can't Dwight Howard (laughs) yeah he is I mean J-Lo's PR team essentially was like nah you're not gonna fuck this shit up this is J-Lo you need to get your shit together you need to get on whatever that like his diet regime, whatever the fuck they do, Herbalite, whatever it is that they're doing. Herbalite. <laughs> uh, you know, Faja Fantastica yeah. and all those things. <laughs> and <laughs> Waste, you know, uh, fastener, oh, whatever the fuck sick. they're using. Vicks, Vapo Rubs and all that, whatever they're doing. On the bottom of their feet. Yep. They got they got all these brands and all this stuff. So if he, they were like, you know, you got to be on point. We can't have no scrubs around J Lo. I'm mad at that. We know what's I'm what. I'm mad at that. Right. So if they can do that for him, then there's got to be a team out there that's going to do it for Dwight Howard. I don't, you know. Read this. Read the piece if you can. It's quite interesting. Okay. I think for him, it came to a point where they're like, you know, you're not focused. And this whole time he thought he was focused. And then that really like sat him. And then he had his back injury and that surgery and the recovery and stuff. So it was really a time of reflection. And um, who knows? Maybe we'll do a deep dive on Dwight Howard next episode um, like we did with Mello. But I just thought it was a really interesting piece, you know, to come out. Well, they say with trauma comes a lot of like growth and reflection if you if you turn it that way and I think for him it you know he really maybe during those that injury he was just like fuck my body's Mm -hmm. fleeting my life is fleeting and I need to change something if you know I want to play and be a baller and be known for it right so yeah we'll see I mean you're a very intuitive person and I know you were reading something but like, what did your intuition say? Was this kind of a PR sitch? Was it authentic? Like, mm, you I, know, through the writing, was Sham kind of paid big payola to kind of flower mm. this shit up? You know, I don't know. I thought it was very genuine. I felt like it was genuine. 
Um, they painted it in a very genuine way. But, of course, it's always a matter of, like, if when they do it, you know, like yeah, actually sure. doing it. Talk, talk the talk, walk the walk. And it needs to be a situation walk walk, where some is someone willing to give him that chance. I mean, they said he's dropped a lot of weight and he's been rehabbing, like, his body. He's in great shape. But, see, this goes back to, okay, so if we want to talk about, like, all these stats that we always, you know, hear – and people are always like, well, you know, this stat and that stat and, you know, he's 35 or he's 23 or and I get that. And yes, the I mean, there are experts in that field that that's what they do and that's what they help so that you have the best players right on your team or, you know, who to play and how. But at the end of the day, it's going to come to the makeup of the person and their mind and how they're mentally and spiritually connected to what it is that they want to accomplish. So this piece is talking about the death of the ego, right, for Dwight Howard. So you also, you can't discount the fact that those types of things are really important when it comes to how you measure an athlete and what they can do. So you can tell me like we could look at Dwight's stats and how he is now and say like, look, this guy is ready for, you know, a comeback like no other. Right. Then why aren't teams picking him? Why aren't teams like trying desperately to get him? Why? Because they're like, he's a fuck up. What is the, what is he going to bring? He's going to bring his baggage. He's going to bring, you know, the, the, the toxicity, that we talk about, you know, and so if it didn't matter, if that shit doesn't matter, then we wouldn't be talking about that. Yeah. And, and the analysts wouldn't be, be talking team. about, right. And he would just be on every team. Then we pick on everybody. I mean, we picked up Boogie Cousins on the Lakers. And let me tell you, I'm not super oh, happy God. about that. I'm not super happy. Nope. Because he is a nope. toxic entity. I've said this a million times, <sighs> you know. I ain't happy for you either. Everybody's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sage, you know, the room. I talk about him because I mean, seriously, he he's a Leo. He wants the attention. Ugh. You, know. you want to about ego? <sighs> and oh, you know, that's my thing. It's like he, there is a big upside to him, right? He came. He's coming off an injury that he's been rehabbing for the year. He looks sluggish. He didn't have. He couldn't jump. He couldn't make it, you know, there was a lot of things that were not working, right, with the Warriors because of his injury. But then, now there's a big upside, right? He's had a year to recover, so, you know, that puts him in better shape. He has drive because he wasn't able to prove what he wanted to prove in the Warriors, so he'll want to do as a Laker. He's played with Anthony Davis before, so there's the synergy there. Um, But... At the end of the day, it's like, okay, but where is the mind, you know? Because if you look at Meta World Peace, he had yep. to change his mind from Ron Artest yep. to become Meta World Peace to then win the, the Lakers with the Lakers. If you look at yep. someone like um, J.R. Smith, right? He had to change his mind so that the Cavaliers could get that championship. That's all I'm saying. Like, I get it. Like, people are like, oh, the stats is not. I get that. But it's what your eyes see and what you read and how you like look at some of those things and like you said I am an intuitive person so I do take that into consideration that's how I pick my fantasy league you know me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm bringing out my that crystals and my sages no. and everything yeah 
But, you know, you go by looks, too, so don't, Of you course, know, don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't dead. I look at them. But, yeah, so yep. that's why. So, anyway, yeah. I, I just thought we'll that was interesting. We'll see what Boogie does in the off-season. Mm. You know what I mean? If he's really going to focus and train and get off the Cheetos and get lean and get quick, like, we'll see. Or he's going to be on Clay's yacht saying goodbye. I don't know. I don't you know. know. I don't know. Okay, I wanted to quickly go to the Mercury in retrograde because you are the master with some tips. Can you give us like a hot take, a few tips that we could do? I know just really quickly that it starts on, it started on July 7th and it runs to August 2nd. And I do know that tech issues arise as well as um, trying not to make big decisions because of potential chaos around. And that's why I think Kawhi decided his decision prior to the seventh. But you go, you are a resident sage when it comes to this. So please. Whoa. Girl on point. Yes. So for those who aren't very into astrology or the planet Mercury rules communication and a retrograde means that motherfucker decides to backtrack. And so there's a lot of backtracking happening here. Now, what a lot of people don't realize and know is that when there is a sort of scheduled retrograde, you already feel it prior. So starting around June 20th. So if remember when um, fucking Facebook and IG went down, yes. Um, communication and tech is majorly affected by this. Like Liz said, don't make big decisions. Don't mm. go buying a nice new TV thinking it's going to be great. Cause that shit going to fuck up on you. Um, some other shit, people from the past. So, do not pick up the phone if your ex is calling. Mm, Trust good me. Tip. Trust me. And guess what happened today? What? My, my phone bust out mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, not today, Satan. Not today. Um, yeah, so it's going to be pretty much all month. So be prepared, you know. Like shit's gonna go down. My phone was already acting up, and I got a new phone, so that was kind of a fuck you up a on my phone. end. I was being not aware. Oh yeah, XR baby. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Not you know not on my dime, of course, but. Right. <laughs> got you. Um. And yeah, that's kind of the main thing. Just expect that even with one-on-one communication with folks, it's gonna be, it's gonna go awry. So got it. Just be prepared for that. Be patient for it, and ride out the wave till August. I feel you. I think those are good tips. And actually, it's probably good that Mercury in retrograde happened and free agency closed. Yes. Right. Right? And it was happening kind of during free agency. That's why it was crazy. That's right. That is right. Well, thank you for those tips, Karen. And I think we're we've wrapped social. So I think it's time to go on you to our next big topic, which wrap it up. You are just, this is like your big, big topic here. So let's move on to what we're calling the equal pay shakeup as, as what Ooh. it pertains to the United States women national team for soccer. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Karen, are you excited? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> let's get it. Get the ball rolling. So, okay, so that was me trying to do some effects. So, 
<laughs> That's that. right. I did that. <laughs> Good job. Check that out the, check out the box. <laughs> you know. Okay, so um, as you know, today was the uh, ch- the champions parade for the United Woo. States Women National Team for soccer. Go, ladies. They Go won ladies. their uh, the World Cup. It's, the, it's it, two in a row. So the same team run two in a row. They've won four total. Four fucking total. Yes. Okay. How much have the men's team won? I, you know, I couldn't find it. It was crickets when I went online to search. It's called none, right? It's, <laughs> it's called, called none, yes. It was, what is it, 404? This page don't exist. <laughs> uh, so, um, yes, they won. They were in two in a row. Um, you have the captain, Megan Rapinoe. Is that right? Is that my, Rapino. 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 Oh, Megan Rapino. I think it's Rapino. I've heard Rapinoe. You say Rapinoe, not say Rapinoe. I think it's Rapinoe. I say Rapinoe. <laughs> um, there is the Alex Morgan who did the tea sipping. Um, and then there's Ashlyn Harris who really should have her own re- reality TV show because she was doing all those snaps. So that was awesome. Um, oh, it says here, we just got someone in the chat saying the men didn't even qualify for the last World Cup. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. thanks, Jason. It's our uh, our buddy. Well, your buddy, Jason, but our buddy, Jason. But your buddy, but our buddy. But our yes. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it says, um, Anonymous Knicks fan 922 says that Mexico beat the men's team a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Viva Mexico. I can have dual nationality when it comes to soccer, I guess. Um, (laughs) let's see. So I don't watch soccer at all, at all, but I watch these, I watch the game that they had against the, the UK, um, and, or England. And I watch the game that they, where they beat the Netherlands. I watched both those games. I watched them on Telemundo because I wanted to get the real effect that I remember from I my that. family watching soccer on Telemundo. I love that. And that long goal, you know, it lasts forever. So <laughs> I, I watched it. it. I watched it. I had no shame to be a bandwagoner to watch it. Um, yeah. I had been hearing about it. It was blowing up my social. I was like, I have FOMO. I want to be part of this conversation. And what I knew more about this team was the fact that they have a lawsuit uh, against FIFA for the, for equal pay, um, which they right now, uh, women's players make thirty eight cents to their male counterparts one dollar. That's what that's a something I. This is the internet. Remember that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I think though too. You know how they have that general one, like seventy five cents to a dollar. I heard it even went down more. In general, so I I think the thirty eight cents I I think that's legit, even though it comes from the interweb. Yes, remember, remember we get all our information from the internet. Um, let's see, our sources is the internet, <laughs> Google search. Um, it said here that the um, men's final, it, the headline was "Women's Crushes the Men's Viewership." It was up by twenty two percent from the men's final. It peaked at roughly twenty yeah. million. And that's including streaming and any additional um, 
viewing. And then 1.6 million, um, oh, I'm sorry, an additional 1.6 million from the Spanish station Telemundo. So not only that, but I believe Megan Rapino has the um, top selling jersey, right? Yes, we talked about that. And then yesterday, uh, Senator Manchin is trying to introduce a bill to prevent federal funding for the 2026 World Cup, which is being hosted by the U.S. until U.S. soccer agrees to pay the women. Okay, okay. So this is... I mean, Karen, you were, when we were talking earlier, you were like, we need to talk about this. So I'm going to let you take the yeah. lead. Tell, yeah. tell me what you know. Tell me, tell me what you're feeling. Well, besides, besides to, I think besides to the U.S. women's, uh, you know, soccer team and the World Cup recently, what's also going on is Tour de France. And so I have someone, a friend of mine who's kind of like watching it and I'm asking questions. Because again, for me, there's certain sports like NASCAR racing. I'm like, why do people watch this long ass <laughs> shit? That's just so boring. What's the draw? Like, I guess it's the crashes similar to like racing. But then he mentioned that they'll even film like the guys take their potty breaks and they literally just as a team get off their bikes in some random spot and just urinate. Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking, wait, what the fuck? Are women not in the U.S.? Are, are women not in even the Tour de France? And why not? And there's, you know, even digging into that, there's history. There used to be, I think, five years where the women were. And for this year, what they did is they had this, like, freebie pre-race where women actually raced the whole course prior to the men doing it. But they're not getting paid. And they're camping out on their own like it's fucking Burning Man, making their own food. Some of these women are moms and trying to juggle this, like, I forget even how many fucking days, three-week race. And, um, you know, all of it has to do with, like, no one thinks it's going to broadcast. Big companies don't want to sponsor. All this fucking bullshit excuses. And I feel like with the Women's World Cup and our national team, where's the excuse? These women are fucking performers. Mm -hmm. They're better than the men's team. They are astronomically better than even the other teams mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me they're going to get paid. I saw something about the cap being 99 K and then the cap for men were like, was around 240 K like fuck mm. that. It's crazy. Oof. Well, I mean, we say this all like, the time with WNBA. I mean, we bring this up yeah. every single fucking time for WNBA. That's why these athletes that play in the WNBA, they have to go and play in other countries because they're not able to make a living off of playing in the United States. I mean, and we just went yeah. through free agency. You see these caps. And even then, I mean, I don't want like, I don't know. It, there's millions and millions and millions of dollars at play when we talk about an NBA player. Um, contract, right? But at the yes. same time, they're still not getting what the owners are getting. So it's perspective, nope. right? And I understand that. Yep. But at the same time, you have women playing that sport that can't make a living off of the nope. thing. And we talk about like how much intense training they have to do. They have to participate. You know, that's why Maya Moore was like, and a lot of women, they just say, I'm burnt out. I can't do this. And they never recover from injuries and they just, they just rule their body, you know, and they're not getting paid the same. It's just, it's crazy. If we all pay, if we all get paid the same, we all rise up. 
It doesn't mean yes, like agreed. no one's going to take money out of anybody's mouth to make sure someone else is getting paid the same because there's enough to go around. Agreed. We, we talk and about this. Also, too, like I just kind of think about it from a, like a nine to fiver kind of perspective. Like, yeah, I may have a mentally hard job, but mm-hmm. if I'm getting paid more that, than someone who is on a world stage mentally and physically hard, like that's some fucked up shit if you're not even getting paid more than me. Right. <laughs> like uh, at the end of the day, I think that's some fucked up shit. The shit that they have to go through with traveling, with yeah. training prior, post, um, medical bills alone too, physical therapy. Like I can't yeah. even imagine. And then you're, you're prominent. Like you actually have a platform Like I don't. Right. Like I could try to do social as much as I can and have my 500 followers, which are predominantly people I grew up with. Right. But, you know, these women have a platform. They have a reach. They have fans mm. like there's so much more to them. And yet we're not like we're not supporting that with the right amount of money right. at all. Well, I do know that um, the one thing that this team wants to set themselves apart from other teams is they want to use their platform to do this advocacy to put, bring awareness to this, you know. So I think that it, they're definitely in that mindset where they know what right. what they have, you know, and how they can they are right. able to use it, um, which is very wise. And yeah. you have a lot of, I mean, there's always going to be layers, right? To the you know, where's the energy for the WNBA? You know, is there Mm -hmm. these ticker tape parades? You know, where is that intensity? Um, And, you know, there's a lot of layers to how this team is being viewed versus other teams. And I think that they're trying to have that conversation and that dialogue to use their platform in a way that's going to make real change. Um, And And go ahead. Oh, I was just going to. I have a closing thought, but you, you keep no, going. No, 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 go, 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 go. So my closing, well, not closing thought, but like, honestly, my thought is this, like, this doesn't just affect women in soccer or women in cycling or women in basketball. This affects all female athletes, past, present, future. And I feel like if we really want change, I, I put a call out for all the women athletes out there, big, small, to mm-hmm. combine, get together. Let's fucking march on this shit. Let's put it out on social. Let's make calls about it. Let's throw out the facts because, you know, people are going to tell us we emotional. <laughs> and let's all combine and get together and make change. Because I don't think one sport, like one women's team in one sport can can do this alone i think this needs to be a collective movement right no i agree i think um just to end that point i'll read what a little bit of what megan um rapino said in her celebration speech she says uh we have to be better we have to love more and talk less we've got to know that this is everybody's responsibility if it's our responsibility to make the world a better place she was addressing the cl- the crowd. So I they, love it. They know. We know. We got it. We got to do this. I might dye my hair purple in her honor. I feel like, you, you know, should. she brought back that like lilac look. You know what I'm saying? You should. I think that would look great. This will cost money. <laughs> <laughs> she probably just used the bottle. 
It oh, did. yeah, I'll just bleach my shit in the bathroom. Yeah, it didn't look, <laughs> it looked like trade. It wasn't, <laughs> it didn't look like it was, uh, you know, it looked out of the bottle. Well, thank you, Karen, for really wanting to highlight this equal pay conversation. Yeah, no, thank you for, you know, for us having this platform. Shit. Right? I mean, let's get paid light days. Baby. Uh, what? Ooh. Always good, right? Say what? Well, this actually is a good, uh, you know, transition because we are going to be talking about the free agency aftermath. And I think that's oh really God. important because that's, that has to do with a lot of dollars. And we're not going to go over too much like what we've already discussed. But I think what's really interesting is that so it just recently came out that Adam Silver uh, finds trade demands from players disheartening and hints to changes in free agency timelines. I mean, Ugh. look, free agency is literally the biggest soap opera that the NBA has right now. And it is hands down the number one thing that's making them relevant right now, especially in the yeah, summer. Yeah, in the off season. Yeah, this is what's making them relevant. This is why, you know, all those um, analysts and the pundits and the talking heads and even ourselves are talking and getting, yeah. you know, the the conversation because this is really, you know, what's keeping them relevant. And in my opinion, you know, I think that the reason why he's looking at this is because I think the owners are getting pissed. You know, the owners are having to come to terms that the power is being shifted to the players and what they want. And, you know, when you think about a contract, a contract has nothing to do with loyalty. A contract is really about, a piece of paper that helps both sides, right? You guys make a decision together and this is what is going to keep both sides safe. It has nothing to do with loyalty. Zero no. to do with loyalty. Fans can be loyal, right? Fans can have their allegiances and be loyal. An athlete does not need to have that, okay? And this is a business at the end of the day. And the power is being shifted because the players are the ones that are continuing to be the outreach to more new audience, current audience. They're the faces. I don't know, like, I'm not very familiar with, like, NFL. You know, they have helmets on. It's hard to see them, you know. Oh, yeah. What do they, how they sell. But I know for basketball, you can see their faces. You know these players. Yeah. Yeah. And so, go ahead. I was just say, speaking of the NFL, I saw an NFL player tweet out like, this is fucking crazy what Kawhi did. Like, this is something you could never do in football. Request to have someone traded with you in order for you to join. Like, but that's what's kind of cool about the NBA for me and how free agency is set up now because there is this player freedom. And it's, that's what's made the NBA and why we love the NBA so much, much more sort of progressive and modern. And like, I get that owners may be pissed, but then, like, fix that shit then. Because, like, you know, we think about it from a recruiting perspective. If someone want to leave your shit, mm. then something's wrong. It's baroque, so fix it. And I, you know, I, I don't feel just because, and that's the other thing, right, calling them owners. You know, there's been that discussion, too, right. why 
folks, these guys, these, you know, fucking rich white men are called <laughs> owners. Why can't they just be called something else? Right. Like, that's just the connotation to that. But here's the thing. They don't own these players. Yeah. And so why can't they get into these negotiations and, and timelines and whatever on their free volition? Like I, I got, they ain't nothing wrong with it. I, I'm fine if they want to reform it, you know, or if they want to do some changes, but I just think it's players. I mean, I just think it's owners getting upset that they don't have the power. Yeah. That the power is being shifted. And Adam Silver, they see Adam Silver as working for them. Right. They see them. They see they're like, hey, I'm an owner. You work for me. So you need to make this stop. You need to get the players in line. And the players are saying no. I read uh, I forget who said it, but a player said the conversations between players is much more powerful than the pitches from the teams. Right. So hence you got PG now with Kawhi in Los Angeles on the Clippers. Right. He may yep. or may not like this. I was kind of sideswiped by that whole transaction, oh, yeah. you know, and but it happened. And that was because of a player talking to a player. You had Katie and Kyrie. I mean, fuck, you can go as far back as the fucking banana boat and what LeBron kind of started with that whole, you know, <laughs> situation yeah. with the heat, <laughs> you know, banana gate, whatever you want to call it. Banana. There's money in the banana, ha- uh, banana sh- shop. But that's really like it's it has been evolving. And I just think that the 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 owners need to figure out, you know, a way to have it evolve with the players because it's really about the players. Um, Let's see. Your buddy Jason said, I will never expect a player to be a to be loyal after what the Celtics did to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. That's a great point. And you, I mean, that's, that is how the, the structure, I mean, it's a business, right? Because if you think about how they done, in my opinion, how the war, sorry, Karen, but how the Warriors did yes. KD no, dirty, you know, that kind of yeah. shit. It's a business. They're out yep. there to protect their brand, their money. They have calculators on the backs of all these players and the players are now knowing it you know they're knowing it look at what look at what andrea godala i'm sorry but you think that his like i said this in the last episode his book with him wilding out going on this breakfast club and talking all this that was now where is he not on the warriors oh you know what we're gonna go ahead and retire your jersey thanks but i don't have a team and i can still play (laughs) yeah oh my god so i Honestly, <sighs> I don't know. That's my feels I'm about, mad about it. I'm that, though. Um, I'm mad about Iggy. You, are you really? You feel that? Yeah. What if I'm, he, I'm mad about that. What if he becomes a Laker? Would you be even more mad? I mean, I'll be happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um... So, yeah, so this basically I thought that was an interesting uh, point that came in the aftermath of free agency, you know, people and people wanting to be traded and these conversations that these athletes are having with one another. I, and, you know, um, the in the Iguodala book, I did read where he was saying, you know, what people don't know is that 
a lot of these players have played with each other in college or, you know, in like Drew League or these types of, you know, three on three games. So they've known each other forever. So like for them to have conversations and say, like, we really should play together one day, it's not out of scope you know that's something that happens and that's something the media might not necessarily be you know in tune with and that's something that perhaps the owners because they're looking at the bigger picture and they're not looking at the relationships in between the players and the players are now saying like nah you know what if I'm gonna have to you know use my body to get the monies then I want more monies and I don't see anything wrong with that um so, okay, more free agency aftermath. So Kawhi, as we know, is with the Clippers, and he brought PG with him. Um, Russell Westbrook is <laughs> left out in the cold. Um, so I actually, and I, I was listening, so my new favorite person, analyst, former player, Kendrick Perkins, he, first off, he's got the gold chains, he's totally flat, I love, and his voice, but he was saying yeah. he confirmed that the way the KD left um, OKC was so they had a dinner with um, KD had a dinner with uh, the general manager and Russell and said, hey, no, I'm not leaving. And the next day he decided to leave and he just texted Russell Westbrook saying like, JK, I'm leaving. Sorry, man. So, you know what? Damn. He's been through this. And I don't think he probably knew about Paul George either. And I don't think. No. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Karen, do you think that a player is if let's say you and I, okay, you and I, we have a podcast and then you decide to join Ladies Night, which everybody should listen to on Friday night because it's amazing. So that's a shout out to Ladies Night. 8 p.m. Yep. It's fantastic. So and you decide to join Ladies Night and you don't feel the need that you do you feel like you should have talked to me or you should have you're just going to be like hey yes. I'm going to text you like what like that's kind of a similar situation what do you think My, about that? I, we would have a discussion before I made any decision it, I mean isn't that just that's just I mean we that's have just common courtesy that just makes sense that's morals values I don't yeah know. That's my thing. Like, I know someone said, one of the analysts was like, well, these are grown men. They don't have to explain anything to anybody or tell anyone anything or tell this, that, what have you. And I agree. But what part of you're playing with this person, they trust you. You don't have to tell them where you're going. I mean, you don't like, and even in in all walks of life, whatever you work, like, it's good to communicate that you're not feeling something right you're not into it or something's happening and a lot of times it's fear because you think oh someone's going to try to change your mind but at the same time it's like Mm -hmm. well fuck you've been playing with this person and you're just gone yeah like that and i yeah and like you said to me it's it's having the conversation and talking to your teammates that you have an established relationship with you don't got to tell your franchise yeah like, I got to tell the company I'm looking or I'm not happy. Maybe I want to say I'm not happy, but that could get you booted. Oh, quick. I know. Yeah. Look what so, happened to AD. You know, I'd rather tell my, right. And I'd rather tell my trusted teammates and be like, I love you, bro. We have played since the get. Like, I trust you. Right. But I'm letting you know I'm not happy and I'm about to bounce. 
because, you know, they could not be happy too. And you never know, you could be back mm-hmm. on the same team again. And we, we're seeing that mm-hmm. just this season alone with a lot of folks. So, well, I mean, I'm, um, to be quite yeah. honest, I think that's what, like, the lack of communication with the Warriors and KD, I think that's where you get the Draymond Green outburst, calling him a bitch, yes. you know, on the during the yes. game. You're like, the fuck, dude? Like, if he, Draymond is in the right to be upset that something is happening with his team, you know, that he is worried about and it's coming out on the court. He didn't handle it properly because that man doesn't know how to handle anything properly. And so Mm -hmm. what do you get? You get now this whole like narrative that just spiraled. And I mean, ultimately, KD always wanted to leave from what it sounds like um, because he talked to Kyrie a while back about wanting to go to the Nets. But you know what? Still like, there's just seems to be like the same people in these conversations that sound shady, <laughs> you know, KD, Kyrie, AD, uh, now PG, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we have the same people acting shady. So, you know, what do they say when a person shows you who you, who they are the first time, believe them. So let's, yes. let's take that into consideration too. when we're talking about somehow some of these players handled you know, some of these moves that they made. Um, let's see. What else? What else do Wait, I Wait, we got to talk about another big thing, though, with the Clipper trade. What? Uh, PG used to date Callie Rivers, Doc Rivers' daughter. <gasps> oh, yeah. Who is Seth Curry's wife. And he cheated on her with a stripper, got that stripper pregnant. Girl! Wait, this is AD who did what? that? What? No, PG. Oh, PG. Oh. Yes. So he, the, what I heard is he was dating Callie Rivers, Doc's daughter, mm-hmm. and cheated on her with a stripper that he got pregnant. Mm, mellow style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he now Daddy Rivers is his new coach. You think he going to get some uh, court, side time, court time or court side time? You know okay. I mean? Well, that that just goes to show you how fucking thirsty the Clippers are. That They don't give a fuck that, like, Doc right? Rivers is going to be coaching PG even though they have this history. After that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the fun little twist is that she's married to Seth Curry now. That's Seth Curry's wife. Oh, wait, and where's Seth Curry with? Did he go to Dallas? Mavs? Yeah. Yes. Man. Well, you know, know, Derek Fisher, I guess Derek Fisher did marry Matt Barnes' ex. Oh, yeah. Remember we used to talk about that a long time ago? (laughs) Yeah, because that guy, okay, so let's see. What was the Uh, whole thing, right? Like coming up to someone's house? Okay, so apparently, apparently Derek Fisher was barbecuing. Uh, with Matt Barnes' ex, and he was wearing jorts. I do remember jorts being part of the scenario. <laughs> Clearly remember jorts being an important part of this story. And Matt Barnes finished playing a game because he was with, with the Warriors, and they were in Oakland. Dude, they had a home game. And he drove all the way from Oakland to L.A. to go confront Derek Fisher in the barbecue wearing the jorts. Yeah. Jorts. Mm-mm, not a good look. <laughs> I don't know. I very interesting. These hoes ain't loyal. No, Listen. no, not at all. So Russell, you mm-hmm. you dodged a bullet there with that PG nonsense. Yes, you did, baby. Um, 
Okay, what are some... So, Russell now is wants to be traded, I guess. <laughs> but I heard, too, too, he wanted that way before he they even knew about PG leaving. Uh, it's just I sort mean, of just coming out of woodworks now. I don't know. They're like, no, I wanted to be traded first. Look at me. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I believe in that, that could nonsense. be. You're right. You're right. Um, so, they're saying the potential is that he's been getting calls for to go to the Heat with Jimmy Butler. Um, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, that's gonna be some books and butts. Like that's gonna be some hot mess shit in Miami, girl. I mean, yeah. I just, let's just get oh. fucking gasoline and a match, and have them be your duo in in Miami. In Miami, fuck. Because that. you know Miami, they're different there. That shit is they like, are. they got fucking pit bull up in there and it's going to be a party yep. and fuck. Okay. I'm, and I think there's going to be a lot of hoeing around DJ you know? Khaled mm-hmm. and fucking A-Rod and J-Lo and all that stuff in Miami <laughs> getting jiggy with it and all that stuff. But you know, so yeah, so he's getting, he's getting calls. Um, <laughs> that'll be very interesting. Um, yeah, let's see. We'll see. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, who do you think is going to get signed first between um, Carmelo Anthony and Amare Stoudemire? And I, I have some other people, but I'm going to skip them because I think what's really interesting is both Carmelo and Amare played on the Knicks together. And it was that whole stat and mellow, stat and mellow, stat and mellow. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, actually yeah, very cool. Yeah, no, uh, you know that's a hard one for me. I, I'm gonna throw I this out to our. Way. I'm gonna throw it's it out to our while. listeners. I'm gonna throw it out to our listeners in the chat room. Um, yes, yes, let's do it. So anonymous, anonymous yeah. Knicks fan nine two two. He also knows stat and mellow. Stat. It was actually quite the jam. Like this shit was very cool. I gotta say that that was a very cool time in the Knicks. Um, uh, he says neither. Neither. Will be signed. <laughs> That's what I was so too. Uh, maybe one day, an honest Knicks fan will let me tell the story of the handshake, but I'm not gonna do it this time because I did not ask. Okay. So, okay. Um, Dang. Well, you tell me offline. Okay. I'll tell you thanks. offline. Um, but so he says neither will get signed. Really? Not a single one? I mean, apparently Sotomayor, and he mentioned this. Let's see. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, let's see. Your buddy Jason, to an NBA team or does overseas does count overseas too? No, needs to, be, needs to be NBA. Needs to be NBA. Um, and oh. an Anonymous Knicks fan said that they both will be in the big three. I don't, what does that mean? I don't understand that. Is that the big three league? Really? Uh, no. They have to be in the, a legitimate NBA team. No, no, no. They're talking about the three-on-three pro league. No, but, I don't like, know. The ice cube one. NBA <laughs> team. So they, I mean, both of, I know both of these listeners are Knicks fans, and neither one of them think that Stat or Mello could potentially wow. be back in the NBA. These, wow. These eight loyal. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, after watching the Knicks in the summer league, they should take both of them back, in my opinion. Because <laughs> that was not a good look for the Knicks in the summer league. Um, okay. So, neither. 
I think that um, I think Melo has a good chance, has a better chance than Amari. So that's my thing. Yes, I agree. I kind of um, agree with you, but okay. So now there's no more super teams, and apparently now it's all about the duos, right? The the dynamic duos. Yep. So who yeah. Batman and Rock? Who has the best duo? Okay. All right, Karen. Ooh, I'm gonna I give like you. Some, I'm gonna put, give you. Let's put that out on social. Okay, social in the chat um, room. The chat. Okay. I want to hear. Yeah, let's let's put this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna do our Twitter right now. Okay. While we wait, and who so is the best duo? The Nets, KD and Kyrie. The Lakers, mm. AD and LeBron. The Clippers, mm. PG and Kawhi. The Rockets. Harden and Chris Paul, the Warriors, Steph and Clay, the Blazers, Damian and CJ McCollum, or the 76ers Oof. with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Who, oh. what, are, what are you what are you feeling? What are you feeling? <sighs> what am I feeling? Where are you leaning? Okay, I know you're a Lakers fan, yes. but like are you I mean, is that already given number one? Who's going to be number two duo? Yes, that is already going to be given number one. I'm going to say that the best duo, number one pick. Well, okay, so it's one of those, what is it, brain, heart, gut situations, right? Yes. So who would my brain, okay, so Anonymous Knicks fan says JaVale and Rondo. Are his dynamic <laughs> deal. <laughs> he is such a rabble rouser. Well, I mean, he can't pick Who anyone from marry? the Knicks. He can't pick anyone from the Knicks. No dynamic duo there. Um, let's see. So my heart says AD and LeBron, but my brain. Oh. Right. My brain. Yeah. I'm going to say my brain goes to, well, I mean, can we really count Katie and Kyrie this season? Because Kyrie's going to be out. Oh, and Katie too, right? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Katie's going to be out. Katie's going to be out. Kyrie's in. Katie's out for the season. Should I think let's, hi- get, let's get rid of that. That's a, that's a, 2021 season situation. We can't be talking about that right now. Okay. So I'm going to put question marks. Um, I mean, I don't want to say Kawhi MPG because it hurts my heart to say that. It does. It does. Well, what do you, who do you think? Are you just going to pick the Warriors? Are you just pick Steph and Clay? Which no, would be fine. I'm not. I'm not. Well, Clay, Clay's out for half a year, period. Right? Oh, yeah, and it could right. be longer. So I feel like they're kind of in that. And, and I I like the Splash Brothers. Don't get me wrong, mm. but it's not as well rounded as some of these other teams, right? You've got two mm. shooters, um, yep. and somewhat oh, good. Like mm. Clay's good with D, but like yeah, I'm sure way. he's good with D. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just not as well rounded as some of these other duos that are kind of like the yin and yang, you know, right. the Batman and Robin situation. Like these are the Bash right. Brothers, like. This is the property brothers here, Steph and Clay. You know what I mean? So, um, right. Okay. I think oh, that, I think we need more time. I'm, we'll I'm go back. Say, and for sure, 
Oh, okay. So anonymous Knicks fan nine two two says Katie and Kyrie wouldn't be the best duo even if Katie was not injured. Wow, that's a hot take. And then um, take. your buddy Jason said, "Don't sleep on Luca and KP." I actually, you know what? They were on my list, but then I took them off because I just I wanted to. I'm <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, Luca, yeah, but with I haven't really seen him play with KP, and I know KP had been sat for so long. I don't really know if we can have him in this conversation. Like, if we took Kyrie and KD out of the conversation, uh, I don't know. I just didn't add them because I was like, I don't know about KP, but. That's not a bad yeah. one to put back right. into the conversation. Okay, so you know what? We're going to put this out there on social, and let's see what people say, because we need to move on to the next little thing here. Got it. So, And um, I'm eliminating for social, though. I'm taking out Warriors and Nets. I'm just letting you know. Oh, you are mean. Um, okay. Well, so, we, only get, we only get four. Okay, you're right. <laughs> okay, so according to Tom Ziller, who writes – or something that has to do with basketball. Um, there are now seven NBA teams that will compete for a title next season. This is who, in order from seven to one, this is who he says. Uh, Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, Golden State Warriors, LA Lakers, LA Clippers. Do you agree? Do you think this is a sound list or is he missing anybody? Because oh, this he, is his list? Yeah, this is his list of the seven teams that will compete for a title next season, which is, of course, wow. I mean, um, in my opinion, he doesn't have, he d- takes out the Blazers, so no Blazers in there yep. at all. Yeah, that's, that's um He doesn't have the Mavs in there, who uh. with, if you think about it, with KP and Luca, as your buddy Jason pointed out, um, he's not there. They're, they're not there. Um, I don't know. I, th- I, th- uh, I think I agree with you. He's missing the Blazers. And I mean, I am the Warriors fan, but three, mm. I felt is a little high. Got it. I'm going to say that. This, and you love how it's, he doesn't even put the Pels. Heavy. Yeah. He, I, and with the Pels. Yeah. Look be. how West heavy that is. Oh, the Pels. And you didn't put the Celtics either. Oh, yeah. Well, no, who does? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show. Um, That's a Boston Celtics show. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, okay. You said besides, you think the Warriors should be uh, down the line? And, a little bit. And, I'm going to set my expectation, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the Lakers could win. To tell you the truth, I think they could be number one. Don't so you shake your head at me. there is off for you. <laughs> it's a little off. It's a little off. I mean, I would put the the Pels in before I put the Rockets. Because, yes, I mean, it's agreed. dependent on CP3. Like, is he going to be able to bounce back and, like, this whole, like, chemistry thing Harden that's going is, on? Yeah. They're, they're both being little bitches. Yeah. That, those eagles are going to explode that shit into smithereens. I don't even think they should be on this list. So, honest. yeah. Um, okay. So here, really quick, because I know we're, we're at 15 out to the next show. Um, will the Clippers ever be the Los Angeles team? Oof, no. Agreed, no. Do you no. think that there's anything that they could do to become no. the L.A. team? No. 
I don't either. I feel like I feel like it takes time. This isn't an overnight thing. It's all about legacy. Right. Right. And you can't just like be good for a hot sec and and, you're, and they kind of were for a little okay, bit. Okay, so and they were they kept like choking. They did well last playoffs, right? Yep. Yep. So you, there were they, they were a challenge for the Warriors. Yes. But I agree. It, this will always be a Lake, uh, Laker city. Um, yeah. Will the Nets... Same with your next question. Yeah, no. Will the Nets ever be New York's team? No. There's too much of a legacy with the Yankees. The Yankees? <laughs> the, the Nets. It's the same thing, though, right? Like, will the Mets ever be the New York team? Okay. Um, uh, an Honest Knicks fan says, the men's... The Mets, excuse me, the Mets... I, the screen is so far for me. My, <laughs> I can't read this. You know, to get a magnifying glass. He says glass. the Mets. Thank he you. says the Mets used to run NYC in the late '80s, so it's possible for the Clippers to be the number one LA team. No, I disagree. I disagree. Oof! You can like players, okay? You can because gets, you. When you thank get home. you. You can like <laughs> players, right? And follow players, but I don't think that. That means it's going to change a whole city's love for a team. You know, I just don't see it. Okay, so imagine a world where LeBron went to the Clippers. Would that then oh. make a, the Clippers the LA team? No. No, no. So, you know, it's a good question. I'd love to hear comments on in social. We'll put that out there as well. If there, if people think that there's a real, I mean, I, I know there's people that do feel that this could become a Clipper city. I don't, I just don't, but I'd love no. to hear or like change my mind. We'll do a change my mind segment. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So we got to move on. Let's go to sweaty and petty. I have a couple of sweaty and petty, um, yes. points. One, so Alfred's Coffee in Los Angeles tried to ban Kawhi <laughs> and anyone affiliated with the Clippers organization because this guy owner was a Laker fan. <laughs> I'm not mad at that, but that's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's kind of fun. It, it's funny. Because that's what his business I mean, he map, got on the map. Know, but also, so apparently Clipper Daryl had to intervene and he went and talked to the owner and was like, it's all good. You don't have to boycott Alfred coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, before that, I didn't even know Alfred. So good for, exactly. good for them. Go. That's a sweaty good and petty him. moment that was for their advantage. Um, in the it, summer yeah. league, the New York Knicks skipped the post-game handshake after the third straight loss, which happened to be against the Pelicans. Okay, so the Knicks not doing the handshake because they're losing – I mean, these guys, I think they have so much pressure on them already just in summer league. I it, they're, I just think they're feeling a lot of pressure, and I think that's why they did what they did. I, you know, And I honestly don't think that that's that big of a deal, but you should have heard the analysts that were on the show. They're like, oh, my oh. God, how dare they? It was like they slapped them in the face with a glove or something, you know, and they have to do oh like 20 God. pieces. And I'm just like, it gives a fuck. This is a couple, these kids are, like, upset. They lost the, – they've been losing, and they have a lot of pressure on them. I mean, R.J. Barrett doesn't even know how to use chopsticks. There's a picture. There was an <laughs> IG story of him eating a fucking Nobu in Vegas or some shit. He just, he, he couldn't use chopsticks. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. These are young people, 
you know, so just give oh them a break, my. guys. Everybody's getting all, it, it was pretty sweaty and petty. They didn't want to shake hands, but, you know, they were in their feelings. They're kids. I get it. Okay. And lastly, on the sweaty and petty scale, I put here something not in basketball. The UFC 239. Oh. I'm probably saying that wrong because I don't follow UFC. Um, Jorge yeah. Masvidal versus Ben Askren. Um, apparently, Masvidal KO'd Askren with a flying knee to the head with a five-second uh, knockout and then continued to punch him until the ref pulled him off. Apparently, this Askren man was unconscious already. Um, and then when in the post-interview, when they asked Masvidal uh, if those punches were necessary, he said, yes, super necessary. <laughs> so that he, guy looked, he looked <laughs> from the clip. That motherfucker was just chilling on the on the fence before the fucking fight even got started. He was all cocky in his mm. shit, and then he just went for it, which to me looked a bit accidental. I don't think. No, I think this nothing was accidental. I, this guy made it fucking clear. Masvidal made it clear that he had in fifty over fifty matches in his current career. This is one guy he hates the most, and wow. he wow. said. A, my job is to keep punching until the ref pulls me off. That is my job. And if you don't like it, then maybe you should go watch soccer. He was in kill mode, And he also said, because then the guy was like, oh, well, what about your post-celebration? And he's like, what about it? He's like, so it's okay for for these guys to go on the social and talk about my ethnicity, my culture, my family, my, my wife. And then when they come in the ring, I got to show them... Uh, that you know that I'm going to be a real one I'm going to take care of you and then I want to talk shit after and you're not okay with it and he's like that's not how that works because I'm a real one I'm going to fuck your shit up and you know what cracked me up he said and it's not over for me and him because if I see him in a fucking Whole Foods I'm going to run up and slap him <laughs> so this How guy, pay him I, say that? girl, I literally want him to be my godfather. Like, how can he baptize me so that he is my godfather? Because someone as cold motherfucker like that, he's going to run up on you in the fucking Whole Foods and slap the shit out of you in front of the fucking, you know, chia seeds. Well. <laughs> he's going to be slapping your bitch ass in the Whole Foods. Um, that's Dang. some sweaty and petty shit, and I was living for that. So God bless you. Petty. God bless you. Um, wow. you know we're gonna have to rank our sweaty and petties. I know for, we'll do. For the year we're gonna have to rank them before basketball season starts. Wow, I'm. That's definitely gonna be in it. We should. I don't think we like linked up that video, but there's a video. There's actually the of the match. The video um, of the match. It took five seconds for the guy Sky to do like a flying knee kick to his head. That someone said they just made a gif out of the fight. Like that's how short it was. Oh yeah, it was five seconds. That's how short. That's how fucking short. And I believe it took place in Vegas. So you know everybody's down there in Vegas, and he just like KO'd. So. Um, lastly, before we go, we, I do have one timeout that I do want to share. Do you have a timeout this time, Karen? My, my timeout is just related to the big topic of this episode. Do it. And it's these motherfucking sports leagues who want to give excuses to why women 
aspect of that sport should not be funded or sponsored or broadcast. And I just want to give a two big ass motherfucking middle finger up. And um, nah, y'all wrong. And um, you're gonna you're gonna mm. you're gonna pay for this. Watch, and in many ways, you know what I'm saying. So that's shit, that's my time. Someone's now. gonna get paid, is what you're saying. Women are gonna get paid, <laughs> but people are gonna pay for this. Okay, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna come up to them in the whole foods and slap them up. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, that crack I gotta just go back to that. That cracked me up so hard. I was crying when he said, If I see you in the Whole Foods, I'ma slap you. And I'm just thinking, fuck, that guy's gonna start going to sprouts because he might get oh, slapped shit. up in a whole fucking foods. And Trader Joe's. Yeah, oh my go god. Like he's, gonna, he's gonna have to grow his own fucking vegetables. Because he's, he's going to get slapped the fuck now, out in the Whole Foods. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. <laughs> so my my timeout, I want to give a timeout to the people who sent death threats um, via social media to Gustavo Zermeno. Oh, shit. Who's at GZ underscore junior. He's an artist and a muralist who painted the, um, he did the aid, uh, Anthony Davis Lakers mural and the LeBron mural, which got defaced. And he, he recently did this Kawhi Leonard mural um, in a Laker jersey on, um, oh, yeah. um, what's his name? Steve Aoki's pizza place down in Venice. And he basically got death threats. Like people, he's like, I'm good with the hate. Like I'm fine. I got a lot of negative messages and I get that. He's like, but I literally got death threats about the Kawhi mural and you can read it on his Instagram timeline. And he's just like, you know, um, fuck like, don't give death threats to people on yeah, social. Please. Come on. This goes back to like the, I get it, the fan loyalty. And this guy was a, he's a Laker fan and he wanted to try to get Kawhi. I mean, and didn't happen. And so don't go and threaten him. Same as this idiot who did, wanted to ban fucking Kawhi from his stupid coffee shop, which is a total <laughs> like promotion for his yeah. thing. Um, Did he end up altering that Kawaii not uh, mural by taking off, like just keeping his head and then just writing some other message? Or was that someone else that did that? I don't know what he ended up doing because I thought the whole thing was stupid anyways, because I'm like, yeah, so you didn't want to get into Yeah, it. I was I like, I don't it. care. Like, it's not my jam. But I just read about the death threats and I was like, damn, that's just fucking just harsh. But, but, like, how unhappy are you? I know. But, you know, that. that happens all the time on social. I just think, like, it's fucking death threats? Okay. Um, so Wait. I just want to give a timeout to that. Let's not d- be giving death threats to artists, muralists who fucking have some fan love. Um, well, that's we're coming to the end. We want to thank everybody in our that is listening, everybody in our chats, everybody supporting. Yes. We did this for you. I was feeling kind of, you know under the weather today i was feeling a little under you know just no motivation but, you did it. but no but you know what the, the our listeners and our good people that we gave shots out to um you know we're just it really lifted me so i want to thank everybody sincerely you gave me everything that i needed so appreciate it um life and I'm so glad your buddy Jason, he said, great show as always. Thank you. I'm glad you figured out how to get into the Aww. chat because there's always room for 
more of our conversation to share with y'all. And we'll be putting some stuff out on social, some of the things that we talked about. So if you guys want to comment. Um, and then until next time, guys, like I said, just, you know, as we always say, you want to make sure. How do we want to keep it, Karen? Sweaty. <laughs> and... Happy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>